What I was going right. to say is if if I say I'm going to try not to say like or um or you know. So if you hear me say any of those, you've got <coughs> you've got license to mock. Okay. Do you like rapping musics? Do you like harrowing slash funny videos? Then you should log on to www.facebook.com forward slash guys on film to check out the new guys on film rap video. If you'd like to see some white men dancing badly to music that they don't understand and that they didn't sing then you can check out our new guys on film rap video which you might have heard the samples of on the show before um and like it um if you agree with it then i would suggest that you also share it so like share agree uh and also just for fun go to the guys on film.co.uk website and send us a note on the contact page tell us what you'd like to see on the show and go to Twitter and Instagram at GOF Podcast and give us some chat there as well. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hello. We're both guys. We're chatting about film. It's the Guys on Film Podcast. May the force be with you. That's, I mean, it's it's better than nothing. And <laughs> recently, there's been nothing. Yeah. So I've I would been say, practically giving you nothing. I, I would say that that decidedly poor showing was. Uh, an upturn yeah by comparison to the latest trends for your intro responses yeah it's because I normally just think of them on the spot so you're not being deceived hey when it's good that's spur of the moment magic lightning in a bottle when it's bad you can't blame me because it's it's just not happening you know okay takes practice I mean you've had 27 28 episodes or something practice you know how many episodes will you need before you're going to be ready to respond? Well, you know, you're only as good as your last one. So So you're about a four or a yeah. three. Okay. So what well, what's what we got in this episode? Ollie, just why don't you just write a few notes, like ideas prior to the episode and then you because can I f- throw, choose one to throw out when I ask you. Because you might throw me a curveball which means that none of them will work, which you probably would do if you knew that I had notes. <laughs> okay. uh, and I just I just think it's deceptive. I think it's deceiving the audience. You know. Deception realised. Okay, yeah. on this episode, we've got uh, a look ahead to the month of May, basically. So if you were with us around the time uh, Christmas-ish, yep. between Christmas and New Year when we did our 2016 in-review episodes, and then followed it up with the 2017 look ahead. It's kind of like the look ahead. We'll go through some films that are coming soon and then just yeah. talk about them. Basically, there's two different things in play here. We okay. want to keep the we want to keep the show uh, contemporary, interesting with the times, but yeah. also we couldn't be arse researching anything. So we just thought, let's get some opinions out. Let's let's get the opinions out for the lads. A little bit, but I mean, what, what, how I would describe it is that we kind of do like to make sure that people can pick up our episodes from the start 
and listen through them and, and they're not like, oh, this is dated. But still, I think it's valuable for us now we're in nearly nearing our 30th episode to at least have a little bit of current movie knowledge thrown out there as well. And, and once a month, look into the month ahead is a good way of doing that. Ollie and Ian's 30th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, leather, our leather anniversary. <laughs> for your leather anniversary, for our leather anniversary, I've bought us a leather hammer. <laughs> okay. Uh, please. Please ignore that notification. Anyway, up front, before that, we're going to review. Now, this is not necessarily a normal Seggy 1 style approach, but we're going to take the time in Seggy 1 to review the latest Arnold Schwarzenegger film, Aftermath, which is already out. By the time you're listening to this, it'll have been out a couple of weeks. Um, But we have both now had a chance to see it, so we'll be bringing our Arnie-based reviewing to the fore. Yeah, and I'll be bringing it to the five. (laughs) The five front. Yeah, and that'll give you a, a, some indication of the score out of ten that I might I might uh, honour it. Honour it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's already blasted. Um, Seggy one. People know what you think of it, so they're just going to skip to the next bit. I said it's an indication. I didn't say it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> an indication. Okay. Uh, let's move on to that Seggy one. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we'll talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Let's move on to that thing that we were just describing. Yeah, but now there's been some audio track in between. So it feels like a whole new section of the podcast. That's true, but to us, it feels awkward and weird. <laughs> that is true. So, um, Ian, I-, I just wanted you to uh, do one thing for me before we really get stuck in. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted you to say into the microphone uh-huh. the following three words. Uh-huh. The official synopsis. But I want you to do it in a big, like, kind of jingle voice. Yeah. Like as in voiceover guy, or like um, like as Arnie, if it was like, as if it was the official UK top ten charts. <clears throat> the official synopsis. Brilliant. So uh, when we're going through our May ones, I'll just pop that in before we read the official <laughs> synopsis each time. Uh, the so the so the official synopsis for Aftermath is. Uh, Two strangers' lives become, become inextricably, inextricably bound, bound together. together after this is a devastating point. Really hard. <laughs> if you... I mean, it almost sounded like my voice is morphing into yours, but not quite. Um, so, two strangers' lives become inextricably bound together after a devastating plane crash. After one. After one. After. Okay. So, this film. Let's get. Let's get it out of the way. So, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. You'll know from previous podcasts and pro- no, I mean not much. Can you else. reiterate? Can you reiterate? I, I'm unsure on what ground we stand here. Who is this guy? What's he done before? <sighs> Look, we haven't got time. <laughs> we've barely, <laughs> we've barely had time to go through it in at least the three hours of podcast that we've uh, rambled through on him thus far. Okay. Uh, it stars Maggie Grace and also 
Scoot McNary from Donaldson's Dairy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> did you like that? You sound, that was a genuine laugh. Yeah, it was, I just didn't expect it. But I mean, Scoot McNary is just a funny name anyway, isn't, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, the girl in it sounds is the like a rad, like a rad dude in a <laughs> like <laughs> if if like um, I said like a lot of times there, and you haven't picked me up on it. Oh, sorry, so yeah. Scoot McNary sounds like like. A 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle era cartoon about some kind of rad scooter vigilante. <laughs> Whereas the reality is far more harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, basically in this in this film, Arnold is your your everyman. Yeah. So much so that the first scene he's basically the foreman on a building site and he's saying, No, the sheets that got to go up there, or or okay. something like that, uh, yeah. or the scaffolding, or or something something foreman-y. Yeah, is he a foreman or an everyman, or both? Both, both. Yeah, men. he's both at the same time. Uh, oh. So, so he's doing that, and he's waiting for his wife, who is pregnant, and his daughter to come home on an aeroplane. Uh-huh. And uh, as you know from the official synopsis, that doesn't go according to plan. Two strangers become inexplicably bound. When a a rad scooter vigilante (laughs) causes a devastating air crash. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so we know the setup. Basically, a father prepares for the arrival of his family from this flight, and obviously they don't make it because of the devastating plane crash. Yeah. Now, it's based roughly on some sort of real events, and it's yeah. produced in some form or other, whether or not it's somebody going, just do this, hire that person. It's produced in some form or other by Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Uh, big Daza. But you Daza. may never know that from, from watching it, I guess. Yeah, so what are your thoughts? Actually, you know what? Over, it sounds like I'm coming in pretty negative here, but overall... I actually thought it was all right. I actually didn't mind it. Straight out the gate, I'll say I'll I'll probably give it like a six, maybe a a six and a half out of ten. And I'll get into why. But that's like a strong six and a half out of ten. Like I liked a lot about it. I thought it was shot really well. That's fine. To say liked in that that instance is okay. Uh I thought it was shot really nicely. Scoot McNary was... I don't think I've actually seen him in anything before, but I thought he was... He was really good. Maggie Grace was really good. And Arnie was probably the weakest thing about it. I thought was the story was really good. As an idea, it was it was great. It's like a bit of a missed opportunity. I sort of got to the end of the film and thought, could have been a lot darker. And I think mainly because Arnie just wasn't portraying the sadness and the anger and the rage and the bleakness of losing his wife and his children he didn't hit rock bottom enough like you watch something like Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal and he hits rock effing bottom you know I, I disagree with that comparison I think he meh I'm totally unimpressed by that but anyway fine by unimpressed by what by the comparison, I, I mean, I agree that Arnie doesn't hit rock bottom here nearly as much as he needs to. But um, Southpaw, I think, is a crap example of something that did the same thing. Why? 
Just because I didn't buy what, because he, I was so because he, he loses in he loses his wife in it. Oh yeah, he loses his wife and his like mate. That's in the trailer, and it was just as unaffecting in the film as it was in the trailer. But anyway, let's anyway, let's not I, talk I about Southpaw. But yeah, basically, I I th- I don't think Arnie sold it, and I think that's the main flaw with the film. The scenes with Arnie in, I thought he looked really good in it. I was hoping for it to be great, but. He just wasn't selling this sadness or like real need to go after this guy. He was basically just, I want him to say sorry. And that's all he that's all he wanted. A few elements of the film just needed picking out a little bit more. Like mm. this whole you know, this whole need to just get the guy to say sorry and that he you know, he won't. He's like, It's an accident, it's an accident. It's a good idea let down by sort of yeah, unfortunately, I think. Ar- and- Arnie wasn't selling the sadness. No. Hello, hey, can I interest you in buying some sadness? I'm like here. Scoot McNeary did the classic thing of having snot coming out of his nose. Like within about within about five minutes of the devastating plane crash, he had snot coming out his nose. He was like crying and stuff, and he was really selling it that he was cut up about what had happened, even though he was a, you know, he, he kind of went through the rest of the film being an absolute turd. So. um you know the thing about the snot? I'd only really noticed that in the... You know the trailer for Fences with Viola Davis? And, There's a lot um, of snot in that, isn't there? Den- Denzel Washington. Yeah. I'd noticed it in that, but I, I can't say that that's something that I've seen used regularly as like a... Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just... I, no, I it's, think it's a good point. Kind of I think we need me. to... I think we should delve just for a moment into... into snot that. related uh, Yeah, because I think there was a lot of it in uh, The Revenant. Or sad, sure. sadness-related snot. Well, I think that's how you know an actor is good when they can <laughs> snot on demand. You you watch uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in in The Revenant, and I'm fairly certain for one of the prolonged, the very pl- prolonged facial Pol- close-ups, that there is a whole lot of HD snot. One thing when you said snot on command, it <laughs> It reminded me of uh, the documentary movie Beyond the Mat, right? Um, where Vince McMahon, the chairman of the WWF at the time, uh, not requests, the World Wildlife Federation, uh, the World Wrestling Federation, asks yeah. uh, wrestler Draws, who at the time was going by the name Puke, yeah. to um, <laughs> basically puke on demand in his office, yeah, and. Um, he can't actually do it. It's supposed to be his main gimmick, and he can't do it. But Vince McMahon goes. Has he got a like, bin? Has he got like a? He, he gets him his paper basket. Yeah, and Vince McMahon bin. actually offers him like this paper cup of coffee to kind of help lubricate the the sides. Yeah. Um. But he he goes something like, "He's gonna puke. He's gonna." And he just like says it like Building he's it a up. wild mad commentator, uh, and he almost blows a gasket or. <laughs> I don't know what the word would be. It almost has a schizoid embolism, like in Total Recall. Right, um, two weeks. Anyway, on Aftermath. Yeah, what's your thoughts? I agree. I think um, Arnie's portrayal was a little bit sort of saccharine, really, compared to like the darkness that he really needed to go to. I feel like, even without getting like wild and crazy in like a sort of animated way, I think... Uh, Snot Mickey terms. Rook, yeah, in snot terms. I think Mickey Rourke uh, did a good job of it in The Wrestler, but yeah. um, I think that that actually points me to the thing that I really thought was wrong with it, which was the story structure was just a mess. Yeah. Um, 
like after the sort of pivotal event in it it sort of trails off because you know what the outcome is and like there's really not much else to see or do with the whole nothing the to see here um, whereas in the wrestler just to continue the comparison basically he has a couple of different things that like for example when this comparison when he shut up when he gets um, so angry uh, with the way that his life is when he's working in the the supermarket and he cuts his own hand and like smashes up all the stuff in the owls even if like say for example even if the acting was like off the shelf boring just straight like textbook basic acting like there's a the, the fact is that it's written into <laughs> acting <the script>. 101 <laughs> acting room 101 is where Arnie should be going after after me. um <laughs> But say yeah, sorry, least, Arnold. Say sorry about your performance. <laughs> no, I, I think even if uh, Mickey Rourke had badly acted it, which I didn't think he did, but no. at least there was something in the actual script in in the story structure, which was this is where this character breaks and and goes wild. Yeah. And equally, there was another part in it where he made amends with his daughter, and then that all sort of fell through again and stuff. It yeah. was all written written into it, so mm. that you had more of a reason to understand what was going on with this guy. And I feel like either there weren't enough of those things in the true story or yeah. somebody was just really bad at organizing the sort of arc of the story. Anyway, my one big positive is Arnold's fashion sense. It was pretty good. He was wearing clothes like I would. He had patterns on those Western shirts like nobody's business. Yeah. Um, and also, you said he looked great. I guess um, that's maybe got something to do with the naked shower scene. Yeah, well, I was actually thinking that like he's got this, this one. It's maybe like a two. You just second, said like, sorry, it's got this two second clip where you can see his bare behind while he's having a shower. Behind. Now, there's no, there is no reason why he would be showering like that because he's got this shower curtain. Water will be going everywhere. <laughs> so I don't. I feel like the director's just like, so uh, Arnold. Just gonna just gonna film me for a bit just to get the uh, get the light right, and he's just filming him in the shower because Arnie's just having one anyway. I feel like that's far fetched, but um, yes, it's also far fetched to just have him not close the shower curtain. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is a man who is health and safety conscious. He's he's a construction worker. He's not yeah. gonna he's not gonna allow those tiles um, and what do you call the bit that connects a carpet to a hard floor? The like gripper rod. Yeah, he's not going to allow the gripper rod to get all covered in water if it's made of wood or metal. Yeah, I mean he's he's not thick. He's going to have to replace that if he keeps having showers that way. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's going to get damp problems, and he's going to have to redo his grouting as well. Hmm. So you know, he'd probably have a risk assessment for that. Yeah, exactly. The whole so- thing's see, the whole thing's hollow and see through. I think you can tell from that that you know they haven't thought it through. Yeah, um, look, uh, I think I don't think it's an absolute disaster, and I think. But that like, plane crash was <laughs> devastating. I actually thought that, like going in, I said like again. I thought going into the film from the trailers that we saw, I wasn't a hundred percent thinking this is going to be brilliant. This is going to be a life changing film. But I was kind of willing it to be good, and that it mm-hmm. wasn't terrible was was fine. But it just fell short of what it could be and I think there's a really good film in there but it's just they didn't manage to pluck it out of all the pieces I'd agree 
basically that there was a good film and I was wanting more to be there but really as it went on like it only unveiled things that I could pretty much expect I mean at the point where the pivotal thing happens I assumed that it was just a dream and I was like hold on has like is this actually happening is this is this where it's going this is it already yeah because I felt no build build up to it no and um anyway not enough grief not enough grief and trauma but um, so I was having a I was having a look on IMDb, mm-hmm. and I I think I said to this said this to you earlier. There is two hundred entries for aftermath. There are two hundred en- entries for aftermath. Yeah, as in other things called that. Uh huh. Most of them sound pretty bad. I'm I'm going to read you the official synopsis of official of a few. So this Go one's on. called aftermath, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> The official synopsis. The official synopsis is thanks to a devastating nuclear war. Uh, you know, it's they're all going to be about nuclear wars, right? Really obvious. <laughs> a group of people find themselves crammed in together in a shelter in rural Texas, struggling to cope with radiation poisoning, grief, and claustrophobia. Okay, who's in that? I don't know. Don't care. But this next one's called Aftermath. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yep. And uh, the official synopsis is... The official synopsis! It's a dark comedy about one man's overreaction. Roma's perfect life unravels when his foreman goes missing and he chooses to fire the wrong guy. (laughs) Is this this character called Roman? Roma. Oh, Roma. Yeah, because... Arnie, Ar- Arnie's called Roman. Yeah, so maybe it is yeah. the same. Mm, uh, and so there's one. There's one final one. This one's called Aftermath. Uh huh. And, and the official synopsis. The official synopsis. Not sure is, what I think about this one. It's a bit of a weird name. Two soldiers, and this is the official synopsis off IMDb, by the way. The official synopsis. And this one's called Aftermath. Two soldiers are missing in the forest during the war. They will fight with they self. <laughs> the film is about feeling of soldiers, friendship, fear, pain, spelt P-A-Y-N-E, <laughs> hungry. The movie takes the stylus about war movies, drama movies, thriller movies, adventure movies. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Pain, P A Y N E. Max Pain. Yeah, exactly. Um, are and you what, sure what's that? What's the joke? Are you sure that when I I don't want to ruin this by thinking it too much, but like sometimes when there's not an when it's so crap that there's not an official synopsis, they use uh, an overview given by a user. Uh, look, it's on IMDb. Look. All I would say is that the the f- front cover of the film would suggest that it's a low budget affair. Okay. So that's called Aftermath. Cool. I can't Check. wait. To so see what it. you giving? What would you give Aftermath out of ten? Six, maybe even five point five. Five. I was giving it a five point five. All right. Six point five six for me. Okay. Um, Life scores. Fine keep them short though live score how are you live score i'm fine thank you live score 
Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. Yeah, so you've now been transported a little bit into the future with the jingle. Mm-hmm. Whereas for us, again, it's just a continuation of the same scene. Yeah, it's uh, all in the same timeline for us, whereas you're on a chron- chronologically advanced timeline where you've been able to skip one or two seconds of nothing. Uh, sh- yeah, shite. Uh, so, uh, Ian. Our shite. <laughs> yeah. What's your... Uh, how's your life? What's your life score? What's your life? How's your score? Yeah. Um, well... What's the official synopsis? The official... <laughs> the official synopsis. Um, so, the official synopsis is... I went to Berlin this weekend. It was... Boring. Cracking. Cracking. No, you're not having that. Why? Because you don't get to say... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to thrill you with these stories. I'm just going to overview it very quickly. Yeah. But went to a few of the sort of normal sites. Like I saw um, the Reichstag. That's usually where you would sort of put in a crap joke about deer or stags or something like that. Rice. <laughs> Rice. <laughs> Um, I saw the Holocaust Memorial. I saw, you know, you know the usual sort of Berlin-y type things. But then also saw some uh, wicked architecture and cool. Like saw a cool commune with loads of people in it. Yeah, and it was see, madness. Did you see a guy called Scoot McNary scooting around the wicked architecture? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, the reality was far more harrowing. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, so I uh, went to uh, like buy a commune, which is kind of like it's insane. It's like this sort of like law unto themselves in this place where they're all living and chilling out and stuff, which is quite yeah. cool. Um, went to uh, all manner of hip- hipstery bars that would make you feel angry. Yeah, um, like genuinely, I think you'd be a bit like, how does this even exist? Can you fire an example off? Uh, not really. Like oh. one, one that just had like. Um, like massive drums that they would be um, making the beer in, like right. just exposed and like right above all the seating and stuff like that. Just okay. that kind of bullshit. Yeah, I don't know, mate. It's mainly decor, but stuff like sofas being glued to walls and that's like actually right. a place that you can sit. All oh, right, okay, yeah. Bikes um, on the ceiling. Mm, not sure. Possibly chips. Yeah. Chips served on a tennis racket. No, I didn't eat there. Is there like a lot of them only open at like one a.m.? That's another right. hipstery thing. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, it was good. I went to the Ramones Museum, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it's kind of touristy, but it was pretty cool. I thought actually overall. So I'd rate Berlin nine out of ten. I feel like I'll, <laughs> you don't I, have to rate everything. <laughs> I'd like to go back because I haven't really seen everything. It was great. Ian Smith uh, is the rator. <laughs> the Terminator. I watched Silent Trigger, a film with Dolph Lundgren on the plane. Okay. Oh, mate, it's just it's garbage. But it was weird because it had this sort of like it had an idea of what it wanted to be. It was like it wanted to be as stylish as The Matrix about six or seven years before The Matrix came out. Yeah. But the story and the writing was just. Like I mean, it's one of those Dolph Lundgren action star sort of films. Like the, none of it makes sense. The dialogue was just garbage and terrible. Um, yeah. 
but it did have some like sort of stylistic look to it, which is yeah. really weird. I think that would be great to remake with, I don't know, The Rock. Um, of course, yeah. Maybe with Jason Statham or something like that. Uh, I watched Eye in the Sky, which I rated, actually. I thought it was a sort of 8 out of 10, maybe 8.5 out of 10. Um, okay. I mean, like, it's not it's not the best film ever, but it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Qu- quite often, good films, they just seem to hire people that are willing to just phone in the poster for them. Right, that, oh, I get and, you, yeah. And that poster just looked like a straight-to-DVD sort of fare. Um yeah. But yeah, I actually thought that was quite good. Uh, and then I watched like crosshairs and stuff. Yeah, and just bad use of text and like picture, like photographs of the cast and stuff like that. Oh, I hate um, I, you know what? I hate it when they put photographs of the cast on the on a poster. No, I mean, I, no, it's, really... I, sorry, I was I was making a double use of the word bad there. Like okay. I, I meant bad photographs of the cast. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> ones ones from when they were like young and. <laughs> Not relevant to the film. <laughs> no, just, just, just candid been, holiday photos. Just they've been caught at a bad moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, hold on. Oh. Whew. Yeah. I am recording. <laughs> I just had a, I just had an internal crisis and I thought, am I recording? <laughs> internal crisis. Um, yeah. So what so what's your life score? I watched The Mist as well, Ollie. It's not dystopian at all. I didn't say uh, it was. No, but somebody on the internet did. I know, but this is what I was saying in the dystopian episode, is that we needed to drill down into what is and what isn't. Because when you ask people what a dystopian film is, they throw everything at you, like The Road and The Mist and things like that. I'd like and to th- see somebody a- throw either The Road or Mist anywhere. Well, look, there is a little bit of some kind of dystopia in the mist because they're all forming a kind of like political religious society inside this shopping mall so there is a little bit of that in there but i would agree no i i disagree okay but i mean it's an it's an evolution of a standard social scenario but did you what did you think based on something happening i thought it was good yeah Yeah, i thought it was pretty cool liked it pretty Um, shocking right Pretty shocking, right? Were you um, shocked? <laughs> you certainly will be. Um, one other thing, though, is that just earlier on, I opened a beer. Uh, yep, you bloody bloke. And um, I cut my finger really quite badly. <laughs> okay. And the reason for that is because a uh, friend of the... Well, not friend of the podcast, maybe friend of ours, or at least he used to be a friend of mine, um, <laughs> G- Gareth Wright... <laughs> Okay. Um, bought me a titanium bottle opener, the world's smallest titanium bottle opener. Right. Now, now he got me that as a Secret Santa gift about a year and a half ago. Okay. And I think I've seen this. It is ridiculously small. Yeah. And I've been basically dealing with the fact that it's fucking ridiculous to use for the best part of that year and a half, just basically because it is... It's a gift, and also it's neat and small and doesn't clutter my pocket. But now, yeah. harrowing consequences suggest that I might have to move on to something else and also send him a strongly worded email. So what cut your finger open, the can or the the implement? Neither, in fact. It, with a can? In the bottle, you mean? All right, not, the bottle. I'm not, I'm not going around opening cans of the bottle opener. 
<laughs> well, um, you can. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't. Okay. I'd be asking for trouble if I did that. The insurance claim would never come off. Yeah. Um, so I dropped the uh, the can the bottle opener underneath the bottle cap. Thusly, I flicked. I can't it up. see that. I flicked it up, and it tore one of the little uh, serrated edges of like the sort of um, folded edges of the edge of the bottle cap right up into a sharp point, and then I dragged my finger up that sharp point until it had sliced almost the entire side of my index finger open and it bled profusely. Um, no, it refused I, to stop bleeding. <laughs> refusely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 8.5 out of 10. Had a great time in Berlin. Okay. <sighs> oh, was that, a, was that a cue for me? Uh, I guess so, yeah. I mean, yep. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing. I think. But I think how are you I'm, doing? I'm fine. I think I'm. Uh, yeah, I think I'm back down to a, a seven and a half. <laughs> so earlier in last week, it would have been a bit higher. So I had a week off with the kids, which is always really good. So obviously, kind of when that comes to an end, I feel a bit deflated and I feel a little bit like, ah, uh, you know. Um, well. I've, yeah, so I've, I've obviously sort of been crunching at work quite hard. So I worked two of the bank holiday weekend days, which is which is fine. It needs doing, and you know I don't mind that actually. But it does it does bring bring things down a little bit because I could have been sat at home playing something or going off out somewhere, seeing the sights and the sounds of wonderful West Midlands. So yeah, we did have a nice time off. We did a few, you know, park bits. Rosie successfully traversed the monkey bars in the park, which is very proud of. Um, and uh-huh. then Eric, Eric did try and compete. That's, that's better than you. No, I can do them. But uh, I was trying. Oh, I, I don't think there's ever any video evidence of that having happened. Yeah, uh, no, that's true. So I was going along them, but I was kind of going. So if you've got um, a left hold and a right hold, I was kind of going across them sideways so I was going to do like almost like a lap of going all the way down the left side and all the way down the right side and this guy saw me doing it and then he started going on the monkey bars at the same time and then he was like cross over in the middle I just I just dropped down <laughs> I like dropped to the floor I like ran on I, was, I just thought I don't know who you are this doesn't feel like fun and it seems like you're showing off so I'm out of here that does seem weird. So yeah, so I, I saw a couple of films as well. Rosie and I uh, and Eric watched um, watched Look Who's Talking, which was just shit. Really, it's on Netflix right now. It looks, it's I mean, awful. I remember watching it as a, a little kid. So I mean, I liked it. And as Eric a little said kid. afterwards, he said it was all right, but it wasn't the best film I've ever seen. And like that means that he hated it. That means that he thought it was rubbish. Because normally they normally they like everything that we that we watch pretty much, but I could tell that he had, and it was rubbish as well. Like there was just like loads of boring build up, and they make you know they make kids films loads better these days. It was it was pretty poor, um, and then we watched Fantastic Mr Fox, which was really good. I really enjoyed that, and we watched Sing Sing Sing. Thought it was really good. Really enjoyed it. It was nice and creative. Uh, good characters, a lot of songs. Like there was maybe, <laughs> like, no, but there was there was like a different song every twenty seconds. So song. it felt like 
it felt like snippet, snippet, snippet. So no one song really sort of stood out, I guess. But it is a film about songs and talent contests. But I, I did really enjoy it. The cast was brilliant. Like the voices that they got were just awesome um, across the board. Yeah. So oh, he's just making so much noise. <laughs> That's my life score. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm good. But I'm back down to a seven and a half just purely because, you know, it's just on the come down from such a good time. Let's see what May's got to offer. And not Theresa May, Teresa, because, yeah. That's a general election, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sick of it already. Are you? Yeah. I'm well up for it. <laughs> just sick of it. As if by magic, we're at the port, on the pier... Yep. Getting inside the farty submersible and inhaling the methane, yep. giving James Cameron a high five. Yeah. Budging yeah. up real close to one another next to discarded DVDs in the room 101 of uh, film. Screen yep. 101. Screen 101, uh, yeah. Discarded DVDs, some being used for coasters for the bov roll that James Cameron likes to drink or, of an occasion. A beefy one as well. A real, yeah, real beefy. beefy one. Yeah. <laughs> up next to, up next to old Arnold who inexplicably is naked and showering himself with a shower head. <laughs> yeah, is with the shower curtain it is there though. <laughs> uh yeah, but he's just wearing it like Daniel LaRusso's uh, Halloween costume from the Karate Kid. Uh, <laughs> around his head. <laughs> yeah. And um we budge up next to them and say, "Hey guys, would you like to uh talk about May 2017?" Yeah. And Arnold says, I've had a really bad April, so... I want you to say sorry. <laughs> I just want somebody to say sorry. Look at this yeah. photo of April. April. Hey. Oh, it's so bad for me. Give me something to hold on to. And he hugs us very tightly as we begin to talk about me. Yeah. So, May, let's talk about the movies coming up. So, May the 5th, is the first uh, on my list. Okay. So may the may the fifth be with you. Does, does that mean nothing's? Does that mean nothing is happening before that? Well, you see, the thing is, what normally happens is that films get released on a Friday. Mm-hmm. So this is the first Friday of May. Friday. Are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah. Nothing I can see that looks worth chatting about has come out in May before that can I just give an honourable mention to some that are not quite in our purview yet Um, so we already talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in the 2017 look ahead but that will be out uh, pretty soon not quite out yet when Um, when is that out do you know 28th of April right okay Um, and also um I'm talking about Raw, and um, that looks very good. Do you know about Raw at all? I, I can't. I can't I, yeah, I do, but I wonder if it's going to be too edgy for me. Hmm, okay, I can imagine it be too edgy for you. So it's about a girl who uh, is developing as a woman, but also um, has some sort of genre-style cannibalistic um, yeah. 
sensibilities as well things that she's learning that she likes as she uh grows up and i think those are all sort of metaphors for other things that kids go through and it looks yeah. kind of cool bloody interesting so you know but not bloody interesting <laughs> yeah okay um and another one is called jawbone now i don't know exactly when that one comes out but it looks really good um okay. talk, you talking about um god what's it called not nightcrawler southpaw yeah, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Here's another rags to riches um, boxing story. Former yeah. youth boxing champion Jimmy McCabe. Oh, this after... stars Ray Winston, right? Ray Winstone, Ian McShane, Michael Smiley, and Johnny Harris. What was the official synopsis? The official synopsis. Former youth boxing champion Jimmy McCabe, after hitting rock bottom, and that's in the synopsis. Yeah, returns to his childhood childhood boxing club and his old old team gym yeah. owner. Bill and Cornerman Eddie. Right. So Eddie's a classic Cornerman name. Yeah, and I assume that that's probably Michael Smiley because he seems like an Eddie, even though he's a Michael Smiley. Right. Um, I actually like that Michael Smiley's appearing in a lot more sort of big films now. Yeah. Um, okay. Previously, Wheels from uh, Spaced, um, and he was also in High um, not High Rise Free Fire. For free fire yeah so it looks quite good and by all accounts from a couple of reviews that I've read other people think that it actually is good um, well it's actually out on the 12th of May so oh so it is a May one yeah so you know okay well, we'll look I'm, I'm in it already so okay. let's just write it out yep uh, like Arnold's had to write out April let's just write <laughs> out this review of something from the 15th of May um, 12th preview I just corrected myself straight after you corrected me. It's a double correction scenario. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's correction inception. Anyway, Ray Winston uh, usually to me would be a bona fide label of the fact that the film is going to be terrible. Like it would be a seal of fate almost for the film. A kiss uh, of death. A kiss of, um, yeah death anyway it actually looks very good and Ray Winston despite the fact that the trailer is just filled with uh, Ian McShane and Ray Winston and Johnny Harris going and also actually to some extent Michael Smiley although he's got a different lilt um, all of them just what going has he got? what what flavours he got pink grapefruit pink grapefruit lilt um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for acknowledging that um, yeah but all of them just have this deep voice in the trailer that just makes you go oh this is going to be crap but the trailer picks up, looks like it could be good, and uh, I've seen some good reviews for it, so I'm looking forward to that one. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of it. So are Let's you bothered about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? No, I think they'll pretty much have rinsed the joy out of it by the time it arrives, uh, the joy that was in the first one, so and I'm th- not bothered. I think I've got to go back to what I've been saying all along, is that there's just too many characters in them now. This looked like this look like there is even more characters. Yeah, it's but all just so that they can potentially thing. have a spin-off for each of them as well. But here's here's an interesting thing. So, uh, you know Kurt Russell's in it. Yep. So but, is Jeff Goldblum, isn't he? No, he's in he's in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, same shit. It's, well, I mean, that's directed by uh, the man what did Hunt for the Wilder People, so at least it's got potentially... Are you look you can't fault you can't fault Marvel for you know choosing trying to do something different. Uh-huh. I don't think you can. I think you're a fool if you try. Um 
<laughs> you're a fool. You're a fool. <laughs> but anyway, it's also got Sylvester Stallone in it. Oh, yeah. Tell me so more. Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone back again. So this That's may as well be Tango and Tango Cash and Party. Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Tang- Tango and Cash Can- in Tang- space. Tango slash Cash in space. In space. <laughs> um, so you know what? The- Tango and Cash in space should be a thing it probably will be I think we should we should write that so just before we get into real meat of May so recently I picked up one of those (laughs) I I know May's meat shut up Uh, (laughs) you can shut up now because you keep sidetracking everything I say okay I basically recently got one of these cards so now I pay once a month and I can go I can go to the cinema whenever the hell I want which I have been doing so I've been going a lot more and I will carry on. So what I am saying is, is that this is a good way for me to see what's... If, I, if I'm going to get a good value for money out of that card in May. All right? So I need to go at least twice for me to get my money, you know, for, for it to be of value. And I'm also booked into a Odeon Screen Unseen, which is where you pay £5 for a ticket. You don't know what the film is. You just turn up and it's like, here you go, this is what you're seeing. And you don't know what it is. I'm going to that next Monday and I'm hoping for Mindhorn. So we'll okay. see if I'm correct. Which is, is also... That next that on is, the list? Yes, that's May the 5th. Mindhorn. Are you, are you up for it? Do you want to know what the official synopsis is? Uh, yeah, go on. I'd love to know. The official synopsis. A man... I, I take it this is Mindhorn... A has-been actor best known for playing the title character in the 1980s detective series must work with the police when a serial killer says that he will only speak with Detective Mindhorn, whom he believes to be a real person. Sounds good. I'm really willing it to be good as well. So this stars Julian Barrett from... He's Dan Ashcroft in Nathan Barley and he's also part of the the Mighty Boosh. Uh, And I'm willing it to be good. I'm willing it to be good. I want it to be good. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot more I can say. I kind of, I'm willing it to be good as well. But I don't know. There's just something about the promotion and some of the shots from it and stuff that make me think like it's a little bit kind of struggling British film that isn't quite snappy enough. And Kevin and Perry go large. No, Ali nothing, G the movie. Nothing like that at all. Right, Dad's Army remake. Uh, no, uh, more more like sort of student project even that. Um, <laughs> okay. T- s- no, seriously, like I think just like no, it, seriously, no, s- seriously, yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, what did Matt Holness do after um, Garth Marenghi? He did uh, a gun, s- a gun for George. Yeah, the no, reprisalizer I- or whatever it was called. No, a gun for George. Is based on like a an author. Yes, yeah, sorry. The reprisalizer was the name of the book, right? Mind that he yeah. was from. So it's like a character of a seventies like detective or something like that. That yeah, I don't a bit know, like I'll, Death Wish or something. Yeah, and I I feel like that's kind of similar ground that um, Julian Barrett's going for here. And I do just feel like the stiltedness of that was just not funny enough. Um, and I feel like. Maybe that's the vibe I'm getting from this, but hopefully, Mindhorn is actually a lot better. I'm will. I also am willing it to be good. It's also okay. got Steve Coogan in it. 
Yeah, so I hear. Yeah, I'm up for it. Anyway, look, so I'm winning already. So I'm going to go, I'm definitely going to go and see that. So one down, I've nearly made my money back. What so if what that's about, the thing that's in screen unseen? Then we're good because that was that was part of the part of the deal as well. Okay. What so else got on the same day, on the day, on the on the same day, mm-hmm. Sleepless, starring Jamie Fox, uh huh, as Liam Neeson in Taken, uh-huh. uh huh. This is the official synopsis. The official synopsis. A cop with a connection to the criminal underworld scours a nightclub. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a it sounds like a short film, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, he scours a night. Oh, he's not in the toilets. Is he in the DJ booth? He's not in the DJ booth. Is he in the ladies' toilets? No. And then he kicks all the doors one by one. And that's about a 15-minute scene. Then he goes into the men's. So I've got a different synopsis to you, obviously. Mine seems a lot more all-encompassing. Uh, I, mean, I mean, again, this was this was off uh, IMDb. So Okay, so the synopsis on IMDb that I saw... <laughs> was undercover Las Vegas police officer Vincent Downs is caught in a high-stakes web of corrupt cops and mob-controlled casino underground. When a heist goes wrong, a crew of homicidal gangsters kidnaps Downs' teenage son. In one sleepless night, he will have to rescue his son, evade an internal affairs investigation, and bring the kidnappers to justice. I I have a particular set of skills. Yeah, I, I, so I actually saw a trailer for this, I think, when I saw Life. And I don't know, maybe I'd watch it, but it, it did kind of look like one of these uh, films where they shoot people at real close range mm. a few times really quickly, really accurately as well. Yeah. A tri- triple shot. And, like they, and they use their elbows to fight as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they they punch and then follow through with an elbow and then shoot three accurate close range shots into them um, uh, double tap and then a headshot yeah two so, in the chest one in the head two in the what? chest two in the head one in the chest <laughs> one in the chest one in the head and then you know three you in the pick, stink you, you pick where the other one goes <laughs> two, <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> two in the Go chest. On, say it. Two in the chest. One in the cerebrum. Uh, <laughs> two in the chest. One in the skull. <laughs> <laughs> or two in the chest. Then dealer's choice. But I think I think this. I might I might go and see it. I mean, it just. What age? What age is Jamie Fox now? I don't know, but he seems to be doing some quite gnarly roles at the moment. He looks quite gnarly in Baby Driver, Edgar Wright's new film. He looks quite. He looks quite mean in that. Okay. Well, I was just going to say that this looks very much like a VOD type thing, and he was he was teed up to be like this big deal, right? And I feel like he's not really hit the heights that I expected him to get to, and he's doing stuff like, I mean, I know this was probably about five years ago now, but like White House Down, and yeah, no, this no. By the way, has he not quite found his his thing? I don't know if he needs a thing. I think he just needs good roles. I think now he's falling into the trap of having a thing, which is like just go to VOD guy for, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Remake taken. No, not my words, but the words of a reviewer. 
Taken. Black edition. Oh, racist. <laughs> I know, very racist. But I mean, yeah, I hadn't realised that it was like Taken at all until I read that comment. <laughs> so, that shows, so that shows how little I was getting from the trailer. But I wondered, what are your thoughts about the sound editing in the trailer? Do you know? Did, did you watch the trailer? Yeah. Oh, was it the cinema? I saw it, yeah. The sound um, editing... Yeah, so the, like, there's a use of like a like a slowdown of time womp. Yeah. And then there's the use of the word Drake, uh, the word, the song, uh, Energy by Drake. Uh-huh. Um, now, the song is cut into like staccato punching and yeah. kicking. So it's, it's like, he's a lion, he's a lion. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's all, I'm... I'm fine with all that kind of editing yeah i thought i thought it was kind of annoying but I, probably you know it was executed pretty Stylistic. well it just it just annoyed me yeah yeah um yeah i don't know i'll probably not bother seeing that <laughs> <laughs> okay fine i think i think this is the one downside of having the card is that i'm probably going to end up going to i'm, I'm probably going to lower my my tastes quite far I mean, you know, there's not far to go. Let's move on. Um, one I that I may would. have to go and see, but I, I I might boycott it, is... You may have to go and see. Uh, yeah. A Dog's Purpose. Uh-huh. So... No, I've seen this, the trailer for this. So this became quite the story last month because a piece of footage leaked... There was a scene being shot. There was a big tank of water that was kind of like on a on a sound stage, and they were. It was like a river rapid style scenario. So obviously, a dog is going to jump into Rub, a river. Rubber dinghy rapids. A, a, a dog is going to jump into the the river rapids, the river wild, and then get done by hillbillies. No, he's going to jump into the river and probably rescue somebody. Mm-hmm. But there's this really uncomfortable footage of the dog handler with this. Alsatian on this on this set coaxing it to jump into the water and it's just the dog is clinging on to the handler for dear life it doesn't want to go in and he's like trying and and the guy behind the camera is just going just throw it in just just gonna have to throw it in and it's it's pretty uncomfortable watching and then it cuts to another shot where the dog it may be on the same day it may be a few weeks later but anyway nonetheless the dog is in the water and it's being smashed up against the end of the uh, the soundstage, being pushed under the water by the you know the flow of the water, and someone's going cut it off, cut it off, and the dog's just basically underwater, kind of half drowning. Um, and it, <laughs> no, it really—I mean, don't find that funny. It's just that you said kind of half drowning. <laughs> Mate, you found that you found that funny. Mm-hmm. We've got it on record of you laughing. I'm going to edit it. Uh, <laughs> So, but basically, I'm not sure how I feel about it, I guess, after seeing that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure about how I feel about it, and I hadn't even seen that. And it's that it's all in the fucking trailer. The fucking <laughs> entire thing is in the fucking trailer. So I don't care. I've seen it. I mean, I've seen that film. It's fine. It was so shit. the it official was shit. synopsis is... The official synopsis! A dog looks to discover No, I know what the synopsis was. I've seen the trailer. But the fucking... Listeners don't. Well, they can just see the trailer. That's Look, the whole movie. The officials don't go and see it. In <laughs> we're doing a professional podcast with upwards of thirty listeners. You need to let me finish. 
A dog okay. looks to discover his purpose in life over the course of several lifetimes and owners. But what this screams to me is someone in a boardroom somewhere has gone, you know that, you know Marley and me was a success because people were like crying over the dog dying. Well, why don't we do Marley and me five times in one film? Yeah. Just have a dog die five times. Yeah, I mean, I've seen two of those times and basically Dennis Quaid and that's enough. Yeah. What else is out in May, Ollie? King fucking Arthur and the Legend of the Sword on the 12th of May. Oh, man, can you pick one of the ones that I'm up for? <laughs> You're not up for that. So that's Guy Guy Ritchie's take on uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh huh. There well, is... it's not. It's not really Lord of the Rings. It's King Arthur. <laughs> I know, but it, it's got giant elephants in it. I mean, as far as I know, they they weren't around. Okay, fine. We're not just talking like, oh, that's a big elephant. They're no. giants. They they are giant. And it's the first instalment of a planned six-film series, so you better get behind it, or you know, Guy Ritchie's in trouble. Yeah. Oh mate, I didn't realise it's part of a six-film. Fucking hell, that's a nightmare. Yeah. That's a nightmare waiting. So there's a good story here. I quite I read this earlier. So basically, the the main man, the King Arthur man, is Charlie Charlie Hunnam, who's in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh huh. So, who, I, who I referred to, I think, on the 2017 Look Ahead as the poor man's Tom Hardy. Okay, I mean, I probably couldn't afford either, so I'm going to have to go with somebody else, even cheaper. But he was emaciated. <laughs> Joe Pasquale. At, yeah, so he was, a, he was emaciated when he went to the um, audition for the role of, of King Henry, and he was against Henry Cavill and... Uh, Jai Courtney. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for you to pick me up on a. If I said both of those correctly. No, you're fine. But did you say King Henry? I think you. Oh, king Arthur. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so. <laughs> so not a mispronunciation, but a, the wrong king. Yeah. So basically, like, so he was up against those two, and they're both quite big lads. So Charlie Hunnam was was pretty emaciated. Guy Ritchie was bothered about this, and he asked him four times uh, about like. What's the heaviest he'd been, and will he be able to get into shape? And it says here, this is this is a quote supposedly that Hunnam told Richie, "Look, dude, you keep bringing this up, the physicality. It's obviously your primary concern. So if you want to do away with all this auditioning bollocks, I'll fucking fight those other dudes now. I know who they are. You can bring them both in here, and I'll fight them both. The one who walks out the door gets the job." And it says, Hunnam won the role after this. And that's got to be something that never happened. <laughs> that, that never happened. <laughs> I, it's bullshit. And I landed it on its wheels first time. <laughs> it's just absolute bollocks. And they said, look, no professionals. And I said, I'm not a professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it says, Charlie Hunnam has promised that I will get into incredible shape for this film. And he further added that, I'm going to do 500 push-ups every day. No one Just cares. sounds like such bullshit. Exactly. No it's one like, cares. It, it sounds like the type of thing I'd expect from Guy Ritchie and the promotional train for one of his shit films that no one <laughs> likes. Ooh. <laughs> no, well, I mean, that's, that's light-hearted, Ollie. Like, n- yeah. 
Uh, do you know anyone that likes any of his films? I like um, I like Snatch. Lot stock and two smoking barrels. Sure, it's, it's okay. What about? Maybe, maybe I'll do five hundred press ups so that Guy Ritchie doesn't come and batter me. Do you know John Cena's got a film out in May? Does he? Yeah. Okay. Tell me. It's more. called. It's called The Wall, directed by Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. So he's done um, Live, Laugh, Love, Repeat, Die, whatever it was called. And he also did The Born Ones, some of The Born Ones. This Uh, sounds good. I'm up for this. A deadly psychological thriller. This is the official official synopsis. The official synopsis. A deadly psychological thriller that follows two soldiers pinned down by an Iraqi soldier, an Iraqi sniper, with nothing but a crumbling wall between them. Their fight becomes as much a battle of will and wits as it is of lethally accurate marksmanship. Marksmanship. Yeah. So um, there's only four credited people in this. John Cena, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, and yep. uh, a guy called Laith Knackley. Uh, he's been in 24 and a couple of other things. But the, the fourth person credited is basically credited Joe with... Pasquale. No, he's credited with being John Cena in a photograph. Right. So okay, like a so photograph. Presumably one of him as a kid or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, so it, it sounds all right. It sounds like the kind of film that that I'd, I'd go for sounds like I'll go and see it I can basically get from the imagery uh, on the poster that I've just looked at and what I know about John Cena that this is basically one of those things where America comes off best and somebody who's brown uh, and has zero character de- development ends up looking like a nasty bastard for no hey, reason I don't know much about John Cena but uh, I've seen the memes and I know that probably He'd be very hard to hit if you're a sniper, due to the fact because you can't see him. Something like that. I don't know. What is all that about anyway? Can you just explain that? Um. Well, I fucking hate him. <laughs> what? But he's Why? Um, he's just too dude. <sighs> yeah. I don't, mate, I can't even explain why him. But anyway, it's just that he's got this sort of like personality where he he came up in wrestling as this sort of rap caricature character um Marky and mark. it was like yeah marky mark basically or the Lewis marky Tupin. mark of wrestling uh the marky mark of wrestling and uh you can't see me means like you know you're you're not even good enough to see me and uh funnily enough you've now rejoined the video call <laughs> and i can see you yeah okay um, so he's too good He's so good seen. that you can't see him, right? I, I think okay. it probably probably stems from the phrase out of sight, as in like so good it's out of sight. Right. Okay. But that's pure conjecture, right? Probably, yeah. Uh also on this weekend is colossal, and I know that we're both up for this one, so uh official synopsis. Uh, looks, a woman it looks all right. The official synopsis a woman discovers that severe catastrophic catastrophic <laughs> events alright oh, I said a word wrong Ian why don't you read some things off the internet for severe once. catastrophic events know, are somehow connected to the mental breakdown mental from which breakdown she's suffering from which she's suffering and and by uh, catastrophic events there is a giant monster uh, smashing up a city and, and it's um, 
I didn't realise from the trailer that it was something to do with her mental health. So that actually makes it more interesting to me than what I got from the trailer. Yeah, so... and it. I thought it was basically real steel. (laughs) Right, but yeah. So it, it was hit with a lawsuit in May of 2015 claiming it had too many similarities to Godzilla 2014. Oh. Which I find to be ridiculous. I mean, can you Fair just enough. not make a can you just not make a film about having a big monster anymore? No, I don't think you without can. getting without getting sued. So anyway, May the nineteenth. You know what's coming out on that day, right? Um, can't remember exactly. Is it uh, Alien? Yeah, you're damn right it is. Apparently, it's not. Apparently, it's coming out later in the UK. No, in fact, it's coming out earlier in the UK. Twelfth of May. The 12th of May? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you're looking at an American list, but it's 12th of May, UK. So okay. we may as well talk about it now. The official synopsis? Sure. The official synopsis! Ridley Scott returns to the universe he created in That's Alien. not a synopsis. That's a, that's <laughs> a, that's a PR, like... Okay. That's, Listen. Do you, want the, do you want the official synopsis, Ollie? Because I can tell you it. Go on in. The official synopsis. The crew of a colony ship. Sorry. <clears throat> bound. I'll that again. The crew of the colony ship Covenant, bound for a remote planet on the far side of the galaxy, discovers what they think is an uncharted paradise. When they uncover a threat beyond their imagination, they <laughs> must attempt a harrowing escape. Why don't they attempt? Why uh, don't they attempt uh, an unharrowing escape? Like I mean, a good escape. Yeah. I mean, it seems it seems like a flawed plan to go, hey, guys, let's, let's attempt... attempt a harrowing escape. That's yeah. what I thought when I when I read it. It's a badly written synopsis. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a different synopsis. We, look, there's, there's, we, we, basically what we're saying is that was the unofficial synopsis. Your one was, yeah. Because it, it's I'm not a synopsis. It. it starts off as a press release. I'm up for it. When you that's mention I- the director, that's not... Really? That's not summarizing. It was getting the film. there. It was getting there. But anyway, look, you you're splitting hairs. Okay, what do you think? Uh, so far, I'm I'm probably going to go and see about four or five films in May. So I've this card has paid for itself twice over. <laughs> P P F I two X. <laughs> I've got a two X P F I off this card. We're in a we're in a two X P F I situation here in May. Yep. So look, I'm I'm really up for it. I've told Mandy she's got to come and see it with me as well. But she hasn't seen Prometheus. But I'm not sure you need to, because I, f- I get the feeling that... I it's, kinda part, get... it's part reboot. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling that maybe this is an, ad- an admittal somewhat of that they sort of missed the mark a bit with Prometheus. I will, however, watch it again beforehand. Hmm. But I'm still I'm not expecting uh, for it to be a revelation and go. Oh yeah, you know what? I just totally didn't get it. It's not it's not going to be a kill list. Put it that way. No, I, so I made my opinions on this pretty clear before, but I'm not that not that bothered about it. I've it feels to me almost like the hype train. A candle for in the it. wind. It actually seems to me that Elton John sings. So All right. you can you can take your joke and I screw it up into a tiny tiny little ball. And double tap yourself in the chest and head with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just feel like rapidly nobody gives a shit about it. Like the hype seems to have dwindled quite a lot. Right. And it's, it's coming out pretty soon. 
Like yeah. the the hype was bigger a month ago. Yeah. Um, anyway, so but haven't com- we got too many things to be hyped about these days to have a continual cut, level of hype for one thing through. for ages? Well, they should have timed it better. Mm. Should should have just left it as that run poster for ages. Yeah. Um, and then just drop the trailers just prior. I don't know. I, anyway, my, my couple of things that I'm worried about going into it are the, like it's going to bug me that the technology somehow regressed from Prometheus to this. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I'm worried that like the banter lads in it are going to like Danny McBride. And, I don't think uh, so. I, I That's not a worry for me. It's not a big worry. It's just I think they're a distraction because they're well-known faces seeing, from elsewhere. If you see in the trailer, I think if you watch it, you can. You, if you try and piece together what the timeline of the film might be from the trailer, it it feels like he's the main man that's going to survive most of the film, uh, and your your main woman is going to be there with him. So I think he's going to have like a fairly like serious role in it, I, th- I think you gotta you gotta give him a little chance. I know I know I, what you're I saying. Am. Most of his films and most of his TV series is basically him being a massive bell end from beginning to end, and that's the appeal of him. But right, I do I know, think there's a different side to him. Fine, okay. But like there is for you is, as well, it's a, Ian. It's a distraction to me. That's all. It yeah. could be a distraction to me. Okay. Um, what if there's a man in the cinema with a tin of mint imperials? <laughs> As well. Yeah, but but the difference is that I can you ask can the man. That. I can ask the man what the fuck he thinks he's trying to do. <laughs> Whereas I can't shout, "Oh, Danny, what is it you think you're trying to do?" Yeah, um, because Danny McBride won't reply to me. It's not the way the medium works, Ollie. No. Um, the other one, other thing is just I. I feel like you said that you're not arsed as long as it kind of does okay on its own but I just feel like unless it moves the story somewhere forwards I feel like it could just not exist uh, because I know where like I can go and watch like tense alien like stalking battles and like running away from it scared and all that sort Saturn of stuff 9, yeah. it's alien and aliens I can watch those when whenever I want I can watch them when I want and I have done many times I yeah. can watch Terminator for a similar thrill Um yeah. I don't know. It just feels like if Humanoids. all they do, if all they do is have people on a ship eventually run away from an alien, then sort of one of them survives, and it's very brutal in the way there. I've seen that like too many times now. They've got to do something with the story that's like reveals something for the future of the franchise. Anyway, we spent too much time on that. What else? Uh, there's a. It may not be for us, but I'll, you know. Uh, there's a film called Everything, Everything. Mm-hmm. It's classed. It's classed. Everything, 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 everything. It's classed as a, a teen film. Uh-huh. Um, so, Maddie, this is the official synop- official synopsis. The official synopsis. Maddie, a teen, has severe combined immunodeficiency, or SCID for short. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, Pro- probably, probably not a laughing matter, but I mean, that is a funny uh, acronym. Yeah. A rare disease that causes her to be allergic to practically everything. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. She spent 17 years hiding out in her home, I presume from things that she's allergic to, um, only seeing her mother and her nurse, Carla, 
But when a boy named Ollie moves in next door, Maddie begins to fall in love. But much like the women of your life, Ollie, most of them are allergic to you. What does that even mean? I don't know. Like you're you're re- repuls- repellent. You're repellent. <laughs> you're on you're on thin ground here. What do you mean? What will happen when the ground <laughs> thins to breaking point? What happens to me then? You just have a go at me. Uh, just probably go in a mood. <laughs> just get a bit, you know. You know, one of the main things, Ollie, that makes you um, uh, re- repellent to women is when you ask them a question so that you can reply with your answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, fine. So that sounds cool. Anything else about it? No, I think, but I said, yeah, I mean, could be I, all right. Could I be okay. No! Yeah, it could be all right. Uh, so um, it, it could also be on, in the uh, in the film that I'm going to watch next week. That could be it. So if it is, fine. You know, whatever. <laughs> if it is, fine. Fine. May the 25th. It's the latest The Rock remake. It's... Baywatch. Baywatch. Official synopsis. I'll be there. The official synopsis. A devoted lifeguard, Mitch Buchanan, butts heads with a brash new recruit, in brackets, Zac Efron. Um, Together, they uncover a local criminal plot that threatens the future of the Bay. Rated R for language throughout, crude sexual content, and graphic nudity. So I assume at some point The Rock is um, in a shower with the shower curtain not quite closed, but maybe he's, maybe he's washing his front parts. Maybe a schlong falls out. Um, I have a yeah. weird feeling that if it's graphic nudity, yeah. I have a feeling that it's neither The Rock or Zac Efron, but that a lady gets it all out. Really? I Deeps. mean... I'd hope not, but yeah. it just feels to me like neither of those men. Because I think do that. you see, the thing is, you know, like how Baywatch is is kind of famed for its slow motion running, mm-hmm. and the fact is that a lot of that was because lady parts were, you know, bouncing in a in a certain way. Uh-huh. Now, I think for a good visual joke, that would be hilarious if a man's member as they pulled the camera back that there was a guy running as well and that was going all over the place that would Uh be a good visual joke Uh uh-huh do you not think yeah it'd be quite funny and it was like it was really going for it (laughs) 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 yeah like you know, comically so okay yeah no I mean that's that's all I'm saying have you got any other points that you'd like to bring up uh, no, I think we talked about this one enough in the past to describe what we thought about it. I mean, for those who didn't hear that, basically, in summary, it feels like they're trying to do a thing to positively um, sort of readdress the things that were all sexist about the film, uh, the TV series in the 90s. Um, but I feel like they've probably hit the mark with what I've seen already in the trailer. Like, there's still, like seemingly uh, marginalised roles for the female characters and also like some really weird off-the-mark joke about a black police officer. So yeah. uh, it's... Whether or not in the context of... 
yeah exactly how that it deals with it in the context of the film i've just i've got a little wrestling fact for you i know you you like them uh, so dwayne johnson is the 10th professional wrestler to have worked on baywatch even mm. though he didn't appear in the show so other ones that appeared in baywatch do you know of any off the top of your head um no i don't actually okay me. i'm gonna get this name wrong um because there's a million ways of saying it but it's Jorge Gonzalez? Jose Gonzalez? No, it's J O G E. So it's either George, Jorge. Uh huh. So Jimmy Jorge. Hart. Gonza- who's Jorge Gonzalez? He's a wrestler. I have no idea who that is. So Jimmy Hart. Uh huh. Hulk the, Hogan. The mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Hulk Hogan. Uh huh. Randy Savage. I know. Uh-huh. I know you know who that one is. Oh yeah, Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh huh. Woo! <laughs> Thank you for only doing a quiet one. Uh, Leon White, Kevin Sullivan, Shawn Michaels, and Tori Wilson. They okay. all appear as guest stars on Baywatch. Tori Wilson, I can understand, um, on account of her being modelled on a Baywatch model in her career. Uh, Jorge Gonzalez um, was actually Giant Gonzalez or El Gigante, oh, sorry, El Gigante, who was a terrible wrestler, um, right. on account of the fact that he was, I think he had gigantism and just kept growing and had terrible knees. Well, like the Elephant Man. Uh, no, that's different, isn't it? I can't remember what he has. Elephantitis. Yeah, it's different from gigantism. Gigantism is yeah. also what Andre the Giant had. Just being big. Um, being big enough. Listen, now, there's one other big film that comes out in May, and I just can't be arsed with it. It's Pirates 5 yeah, of, the the Carib- only th- of the Caribbean. Uh, the only thing I have to it. say about it is that they've seemingly, at the 11th hour, changed the name from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Te- Dead Men Tell No Tales, uh, which pissed me off no end anyway because it was a Motorhead song. Uh, right, they're they're not allowed to have that, but they have seemingly yeah. changed the name of it to Salazar's Revenge, which oh, so they have, uh, which is a last minute change. It's not on any of the promotional material I've seen. It wasn't on the trailer, and yeah. also I don't think it's really even got a ring to it. So I think they've been forced into it by some sort of legal action about dead. It's it's completely generic name, isn't it? Salazar's Revenge. Like who is Salazar? I don't know, but you're going to find out. It's got Paul McCartney in it. Does it? Yeah, supposedly, yeah. It's right, got, that, that'd uh, be I guess he's just... I guess Richards, he's just... Uh, uh, come in, do a bit. Yeah, uh, so it's the fifth one. And, uh, I don't know. Um, so it's different people directing it this time. And I think the last film that they, they did together was one called Contiki, which looks pretty good. I've not seen it, but it, it certainly looked quite nice. And visually, this one looks good, but I just can't be asked with it. I, I always remember this time when I spoke to you about Lord of the Rings, and you just went, oh, "I fucking hate Lord of the Rings." I, I hate, I hate Pirates of the Caribbean. I so can't stand it. This gives you an indicator of how long this franchise has been going. But I remember that um, a childhood friend of mine, uh, one New Year, probably about, so I was still in secondary school. So this is. Uh, when I was about 18, so it's about 10 years ago, maybe maybe more, I can't remember what new year yep. it was, so over 10 years ago, um, 
but he got a little bit drunk and then spent the whole evening impersonating Jack Sparrow. Oh, which, God. Which pretty much ruined the start of a year. <laughs> that would make me go mental. Mm-hmm. But by the way, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a good friend. Of I've, I've practically dictated everything that we're going to speak about. Did you have any that we haven't spoken about that you wanted to to bring up? No, the the boxing one, Job Bona, whatever the hell it was yeah. called. Hard man. <laughs> hard, hard men man talk about a hard man. Um, that one and also Raw were the only specific others all the other ones that I've had notes on are because I wanted to speak about them anyway so you've covered the biggies you've done a great job Um, oh thanks it's weird but any time that you're slightly complimentary is is always going to be a bit weird I mean in fairness I'm just trying to wrap up so I don't have to chat to you for that much longer so just do the outro then um, yeah, so this has been another in. episode. It's not fading in yet. I'm going to drag this out now so you fade it in afterwards. Um, yeah, so this has been an episode where we've looked fading forward to May. If you can, if you can tell us whether or not you liked this format, then we, maybe we'll do it monthly. Maybe we'll look ahead monthly. So if yeah. you like that, let us know. But how do you let us know? Well, you should go on facebook.com forward slash guys on film or go to guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact send us a note on there or if you like uh, and prefer you can go to instagram or twitter and we're at gof podcast just send us stuff we want if you don't like it then you could you know potentially travel back in time and stop us from recording it so i would say ian that the very fact that that hasn't happened means this has been a rip-roaring success yet again. Yeah, I mean, how would you rate this show out of ten? Me, I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed the format. Yeah, I'm not asking whether you enjoyed it. What score would you give it? Six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I think once a month to review, you know, what's what's coming up is is good. It gives us something to naturally converse about with minimal I mean I've done a lot of research but I mean you know I can tell you've not really pulled your weight you've been pulling something but not your weight <laughs> don't know what that means <laughs> you, you're laughing to yourself there right? <laughs> yeah just, just well, while I won't I, be laughing. Just while I make it awkward you're just filling the airtime are you well the, annoyingly I won't I won't be laughing uh, when I'm editing it because this music loop's going to be going on for a long time <laughs> I thought we were, we were pretty much done already yeah we are bye you are bye double tap headshot ow 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 <laughs> <laughs> ow ow ooh.